0: From WebmasterRadio.fm, the official radio network of the PRSA, welcome to PRSA Primetime, featuring exclusive news, highlights, and interviews. Reporting on location from the PRSA trade show floor, here is your host... This is Maria Ritan at Webmaster Radio, reporting from the PRSA International Conference in beautiful San Diego. And joining me right now is Alan Scott, Senior Vice President and CMO of Enterprise Media Group of Dow Jones & Company. Welcome, Alan. Thanks very much. Great to be here. It's great to have you. So I'll start with the really obvious question. Tell me about Dow Jones.
1: Yeah, I think most people are aware of Dow Jones from the Dow Jones Industrial Average, particularly recently when people have been riveted to that globally to figure out what's going on with the economy. But there's uh, a lot to Dow Jones. The Enterprise Media Group is the business-to-business side of Dow Jones. So we publish Dow Jones Newswires. We deliver Dow Jones Factiva and a number of other products. And specifically for the public relations audience, Dow Jones Factiva and um, Dow Jones Insight, or the range of products that we offer for the PR segment. And uh, people use that to first understand what's happening uh, with them in the press, both mainstream media, broadcast media, and uh, e- mo- mo- you know, very importantly now, social media. Um, so, so the Insight uh, range of products helps to take that huge conversation that's happening uh, happening out there and use some text mining tools to figure out who's saying what and where you need to participate in the conversation. And um, so that's an exciting range of products for us. And we've just launched a new product to that suite. Um, it's uh, our media relationship manager uh, capability. And it allows people to understand who's writing about them. So it's really news enabled CRM kind of a tool to understand who's writing what about you and to get an understanding of what they've written before before, what their level of influence is, what their contact details are, so that you can really plan who you want to target to get your message out. And particularly, again, with social media, it's really difficult to figure out who the right people to talk to are. And some people that you may not realize have a lot of influence because they might have a small blog. But it's got an influence that goes well beyond that blog to mainstream media, broadcast media, and they might be very much an influencer of the of the conversation.
0: What do you think the new product offers uh, to the marketplace that isn't currently out there right now?
1: I think so. We're journalists at heart. I mean, we have content. Uh, we know the journalism business, and it really takes and, and looks at the influence of people. So you might have, for example, Walt Mossberg, who works for the Wall Street Journal, which is a Dow Jones-published uh, uh, newspaper, and it's the number one newspaper in the uh, United States in terms of circulation. But Walt is a well-known guy, but he's also he's a journalist, he's also a blogger. But then you need to understand what what is the influence that he has beyond just his outlet with the Wall Street Journal and the blogs that he does with all things digital site. Where does that go? And vice versa. There's very small people in terms of audience size that blog about various issues. And um, you need to understand what that means for those people. So it's really tying all those things together so you can get a full understanding of the influence of people because right now... It's a little bit more difficult to do that. So it's really analyzing and using text mining and tools to understand the influence and who these people are so you can get a great story and. and and figure out who they are in terms of their writings, and then be able to pitch them um, a lot more effectively.
0: And speaking of influence, um, you know, you were leading a session yesterday um, really about influencers, internal influencers, if you will. The session was called Social Media, Welcoming Employees to the Global Conversation. Sounds like you had a packed house.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was a fun session. We had a great dialogue. Uh, A lot of people participated in it. And and, and it was part of the conversation about... uh, how to to deal with the social media beast. And um, my premise is that the marketplace has fundamentally changed and that PR and marketing will no longer exist as separate entities going forward. They're going to converge around um, better communicating with customers because that's what it's all about now. And many of the traditional things that have kept PR and marketing separate are now coming together driven by social media. Um, It's the whole notion that the way people make buying decisions, whether they're B2B buyers or B2C buyers, is fundamentally altered by this social media uh, phenomenon, uh, which is really becoming quite mainstream. When you consider the way you make a purchase decision, you'll go out and, and do a search on, you know, Factiva or Google or some product or service to understand what the conversation is about that product. And then you'll go and look at people's writings and postings on discussion boards, and those people uh, are, un- it's unlikely that they're from the companies uh, that are out there. It's a global conversation from enthusiasts and- enthusiasts and experts on that particular subject. So you spend time looking at that, interacting with that audience, figuring out what decision that you want to make, go ahead and make a purchase decision, and you may or may not ever touch the company site. Oftentimes, the decision is made based on the wisdom of that crowd and the conversation that's taking around products and services. And you're not hearing from the marketing department or the PR department. You're simply bypassing In some cases, you may go to the corporate site to find out where you can buy the thing, depending on what it is. But oftentimes, you've completely gone around the corporate messaging. So the premise is, if we agree that the fundamental purchase decision has altered very dramatically, um, and that people are not seeing corporate marketing or corporate public relations kinds of information, you've got to get in that conversation that is what's influencing that purchase decision. Otherwise, someone else is going to fill the void.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right. So um, are you suggesting companies need to empower their employees to enter that conversation early with the right audiences? And, and if so, how do you do that? And, and I mean, clearly you're not going to be able to control that conversation. And there's some a little bit of risk with that.
1: Yeah, there certainly is risk. And, and that's what we're dealing with here more than anything is how do you – um, get past the the, the the traditional means of controlling the message. But if we agree that the message is not being seen in the current controlled environment that many em- corporations still employ, you got to figure out how do you get around that. So there's a couple of ideas that we've come up with uh, in- internally within Dow Jones to help people get a grip on this. Number one is most companies, public or private, or government organizations for that matter, have some code of conduct that dictates the behaviors that people have in terms of the way they present themselves to the market and to the world at large. There's probably in a public company uh, it's prescribed, you're not allowed to talk about forward looking statements as an example. Um, uh, You might not uh, talk about trade secrets. You might have to worry about conflicts of interest and who you interact with. uh, uh, Those kinds of things. But most companies have a very well documented set of behaviors that you are and are not allowed to do in terms of the way you, you interact. So what we've suggested is Rather than looking at the channels of communication and trying to put restrictions on those, let's not do that, but rather say that we're happy for our employees to go out and act as experts in the marketplace where they are expert and where the products or the customers and prospects are are engaging in conversations. But remember that you're bound by the behaviors dictated in this code of conduct. So blogging policy is go off and blog, just make sure you don't do the things that the code of conduct says you can't do. And that's a really um, effective way of, of of handling the issue. I remember when I was first getting into business, email was brand new. And we had the same conversation 20 years ago about, oh my God, people are going to take trade secrets or forward-looking mm-hmm. statements and give them out in the marketplace with this new fangled email thingy. Right. Well, You can't mandate and legislate behavior. What you can do is just point back to the code of conduct that dictates the behavior and let people know what the consequences are, but then encourage them to be expert where they're expert.
0: And act on behalf of the company, though. So be transparent that they are an employee of the company um, and not pretend that they're just an average citizen.
1: Absolutely. I mean, we want people to be expert where they are expert and with the affiliation with the company. In fact... There's two key things. One is you're not being. We don't want people to be shills. That's not the way you want to do it. What's 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 valued right now in this social media environment, and 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 you know we're 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 well past that. This is going to change. Is is honesty. It's truth. It's transparency. It's authenticity. Um, those are the kinds of things that people look at and say you have to be to be trusted online and. There's any number of surveys of trust, but corporations are not trusted. So if you sound like corporate speak, right. you're going to fail miserably. You mm-hmm. have to be individuals. What we suggest people do, however, is have a clearly articulated set of value points that they, you know, that, they, that they should talk to when they're being out there. But first and foremost is be real and be expert, but be part of that company.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating topic, and you're right, the, the dynamic has changed. It's going to become more about creating relationship and being um, having that personal connection with someone in the consideration point, which, as you said, is no longer at retail or on the corporate site. It's happening amongst virtual strangers on, on site, so it's going to be fascinating. Yeah.
1: There's one more thing I'd add, which is that, that when you look at um, the, the, sort of the, the conversation, if you, if you unleash your experts within your organization to be out there and interact with the marketplace, what ends up happening is you start, stop being a company and start being a collection of experts that work for a company. And there's a major transformation that takes place. Companies are these inanimate, big, monolithic things that are out to get us in many people's minds. Right. And the individuals, any one of them, are people that you can have an interaction with and, and communicate with and they become very real. So you want to make your company very real. You unleash your employees to make it real, either as experts or as part of that conversation in general.
0: Well, Alan Scott, thanks so much for joining me today. Um, Best of luck here with the remaining part of the conference. It's the final day. Go out and
1: enjoy the beautiful weather. Thanks very much. It was a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to exclusive coverage of the annual Public Relations Society of America's International Conference, only on webmasterradio.fm.